program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Offender Police calling all cars, engine all cars, Bob Jet 116. Be on the lookout for two Negroes. Number one described is about six feet, weight 180 pounds, age 27. Number two, thin, five feet, eight inches, weight 120. These men just held up and killed a streetcar conductor. That's all. Roll to Some of our listeners think we are too enthusiastic when we say that Rio Grande Cracked Gasoline has superiority over all other brands. You've heard us make strong claims for our exclusive patented cracking software, and perhaps you've discounted these claims as mere advertising talk. We haven't given you technical reasons in these radio talks for Rio Grande superiority, but now we have prepared a simple, easy-to-understand explanation of Rio Grande's extraordinary cracking process. This explanation is interestingly illustrated and is convincing proof that Rio Grande really does give you greater value for your money when you buy cracked Japanese. For the first time, the true secret of Rio Grande's cracking, greater power, and speed is revealed. And you can read all about it in the latest issue of the Calling All Cars News. It's a special double-sized edition this month, full of two detective stories, latest movie and radio news, and it illustrates a lot of new free gifts for boys and girls. Get your free copy of this fascinating publication today, wherever real Gandhi crap gasoline is sold. You will learn the real reason why this extra value gasoline powers more police and emergency cars than any other brand. Once again, it is our pleasure to present Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Good evening, friends. We have heard much criticism concerning our ridiculous parole system. It cannot be denied that many major crimes have been committed by beneficiaries of this system who fail to show a sense of decency and gratitude which obligates these transgressors to recognize society's effort to reform rather than punish. A parole system is one thing. The slipshod manner in which it is administered is another. As the head of the largest law enforcement agency in the state of California, I recognize the fact that rehabilitation is as much a part of our criminal problem as punishment. But I cannot condone a system which falls so far short of its high idealism as does our California parole system. Executive leniency and official indifference more often neglect let loose upon our law-abiding citizens, degenerates, and criminals far better off behind the bars. 
Tonight's story reveals a typical and appalling aftermath of parole. We have selected it at random. The police records of this state and every state of this union are filled with just such stories as the one to which you are about to listen. Between the years 1921 and 1932, the June bug was arrested 22 times. The parole board let him loose although he was a known burglar and potential killer. When he learned that a weak and apologetic parole system would always let him out, his killer instinct came to the surface and in his viciousness vowed that no jail could hold him. But how appallingly true was that criminal's conclusion. He knew that under our indeterminate sentence law, that men selected not merely because of any particular fitness for handling crime and criminals, but mainly to award political services, would sit in final judgment. He knew that after all the court's delays, if he could outsmart the coppers, he would have 99 chances out of 100 to beat a rap in the big house. The story of the June bug is its own indictment of the California parole system. Jefferson City, Missouri, August 12, 1924. For the time of robbery in the first degree, I sentence you, Willie Jones, alias Julius Jones, to the time of five years in the state penitentiary. Los Angeles, July 21st, 1928. And so, Willie Jones, Elliot Julius Green, it is the decision of this court that you serve the maximum sentence as prescribed by law for the crime of robbery in the second degree. Not less than one, no more than 15 years in the Fulton Penitentiary. March 24th, 1932. Willie Jones, Elliot Willie Jones. You are aware of the terms of this parole. It's now entirely up to you whether you stay on the outside or come back to Fulton. I'll never be back in Fulton, boss. Six months later in downtown Los Angeles. Yes, you have to come now. The world is stop then follow me. Now, Paul, there's a break. Look at that. That car's got to stop for that signal. Come on. Captain McCaleb assigned to the case Detectives George Gibson and R.M. Jack, 
who proceeds to the scene of the shooting, interrogates the only witness to the crime, and then returns to headquarters. Well, boys, what did you say? Well, not too much, I'm afraid. The fellow who saw the shooting was on the streetcar at the time, and all he was able to tell us was that the bandit was a Negro. Apparently, he got scared or something and shot the conductor before he knew what he was doing. Is there any description other than the color of him? Yeah, he wore a gray cap and was fairly young. That's about all. Well, I tell you what you'd better do. You and Jack go down in the central avenue to and browse around. See what you can pick up. This is a local boy. You might be able to get some dope on his identity. Wait a minute. Let me see what this is. Robbery to Taylor, the field of the Hello, Captain. This is Stewart again. That conductor who was shot just died over at the receiving hospital. What? Yeah, I've never recovered consciousness. I, I thought you'd want to know. Yeah, I do. Thank you. Well, boys, our robbery chief has turned into murder. of the murder of the streetcar conductor is immediately sent over the statewide telecast with a request to arrest and hold for murder. Meanwhile, Detectives Gibson and Jack mingle with the crowd in Los Angeles, Harlem District. Each area is open for anything which might lead to the identity of the killer. It is a little past one o'clock in the morning. Three days after the shooting in one of the small, smoke-filled nightclubs on Central Avenue. I used to think I'd like this nightlife, Jack, but after three days of this, I'm beginning to think I was wrong. You and me both. Wouldn't be so bad if we could breathe. Yeah, I'm getting to feel I've forgotten what break here is like. I thought he was calling me for a minute. So did I. But maybe we found friends. Keep your ears open, George. Probably nothing to it, but this boy seems to be in a talkative mood. Can't tell what we might hear. You'll probably hear plenty, but not along the lines we want. Well, it's a bit of entertainment anyway, and that's something. That's plenty. I could stand a laugh or two at this point. Well, let me see a thing. Let me see. How long would you like to have a diamond ring as big as the end of your thumb to bring up your new thing? Yeah, you are going to get a diamond back here. Never mind about that. That makes no difference. Yeah, what would you all tell me where I'm going to get these things? I'm asking you to go you want them. No, I don't. But I don't think it'll be going to me. You know that. Well, let me tell you something, girl, and don't you, you don't know right yet. I'm going to have more cash than you can take to stick that pretty thing. Then what are you going to think? You ain't forgetting that dream about selling you, because it's all you're mad at you. You don't mean that word of gold, are you? I don't think you're going to bother me, man. Well, you got yourself in a lot of trouble. Oh, did you talk back, Ralph? Yeah, come on, let's get out of here. I have a hunch our man's name is Willie Jones, better known as the June Bug. Asking upon this lucky clue, the two detectives search at headquarters and find that there is a Willie Jones with a past record living in Los Angeles. Months go by. Months. 
in which the police unceasingly searched for Willie Jones, but the June bug seemed to have disappeared from the face of the earth. It is November of the same year. In a courtroom in El Centro, a group of prisoners are standing before the local judge to have the date set for their trial. Something we'll know more about later. 
There'll be a sheriff from Los Angeles up here next week. He's coming up to take you back there for trial. That old warden? That's right, Jones. I thought maybe you'd rather talk to me before you left. Might be able to help you a little. I ain't got nothing to talk about. Captain, I want to get right over here. I got to shoot about killing. What I'd do when I do get over here, I'll stay in And there's nothing you'd like to say to me before you leave? No. All right, Jones. You'll be notified when it's time to go. You can go back to the cell now. Yeah. And this time I won't do that. Goodbye, warden. Oh, 
Suppose you know if you can't get away with it. You drive that car. I'll take care of the rest. Uh, this highway will be full of police cars in a few minutes. And uh, when they see you, they won't dare shoot. You was my protector. Uh, I wish I could believe that. Meanwhile, Deputy Sheriff Jeb Stewart of the New Hall substation and his partner, Deputy Sheriff Carter, notified of the escape, are cruising the highway between New Hall and Falcon, eagerly scanning every passing car, hoping they will stop the red Ford coupe, yet fearing the worst because of Constable Hamilton. When suddenly... Looks like some sort of light flashing over the other side of that line. Yeah. We'll see what it is when it's up the hill. Yes. Look. It's an old Ford, all right. Turn off the light. Quick. Yeah. Well, this is it. Let him pass. So we can turn around and get him from behind. Yeah. Well, a better chance that way is missing Hamilton. That's it. Hamilton's driving. That's a funny part. You said it. All right. I'll turn around and follow him. Maybe we just keep the tires away. That'll stop him. Yeah. What do you suppose that guy do to Hamilton if we did that? Yeah, no, you're right. Watch it. I think it's slowing down. What's up? No, we don't know. Hold it. Isn't that funny? The board stuff. Look. Hamilton's well, looking out that back window. I can't see whether it's Hamilton or the other one. He's going to shoot it out with us. Keep going low. I'm going to take a chance to through that fast glass. <coughs> we can only have a few cartridges left. Maybe we can get him to waste them. Maybe he doesn't hit one of us first. Yeah. The door's open. It's home of him. Now we can blast the back out of that forward. He's very lucky. Come on. We're going to close in on him. Hamilton's been hit too. He's lying over there in the road. Yeah, come on. Hamilton, are you badly hit? In my back. I can't tell how badly. Did you get that guy? Yeah. You won't have to worry about him anymore. He caught a fortified slug smack through the head. Come on, Carter. Give me a boost of Hamilton to our car. We've got to get him to the hospital. Uh, what about that nigger? You stay here with him. I'll send the boys back to the wagon to pick up the body. Rushing the wounded Constable Hamilton back to the New Hall Receiving Hospital, Stewart notifies the substation and asks them to go at once to the deserted spot in Mint Canyon to pick up Deputy Carter and the body of Jones, the June bug. This done, he returns to the operating room, doing the work. How is he, Doc? I don't know in a minute. Let's get him on the table. Already, Doctor. Okay. Right. Well, let's see. How's uh, about it, Doctor? Is it bad? Hamilton, is you're not just about the luckiest constable I know, huh? Well, what do you mean, Doc? Simply this. Is he this leaden colored I have in my hand? Yeah, a bullet. Yeah. The one that has your name on it. Only this particular slug stopped on its way and hit something else first. What do you mean? It's not a bad wound? I mean that it's not even big enough to be called a wound. I picked this bullet out of your pocket with my fingers. <laughs> just the damage is about an eighth of an inch deep. He fit as a fiddle just as soon as he recovers from the shock of being hit. Doc, I've never had an awful lot of love for you bone snatchers, but right now, if you could cook, I'd marry you. So ends the 
story of the June Bug, the principal character, a paroled yet hardened criminal, lay dead in the morgue with a 45 caliber police bullet in his brain. But what of the police officer whose life he vowed to take before he would go back to the big house? What of the parole system which made it possible for this potential killer, gun in hand, his brain distorted, and in its madness conspiring to get even with society? Only an informed and outraged public can answer that question and revise the laws which fall so far short of their altruistic objectives. Thank you, Chief Davis. The Los Angeles Police Department realizes that six seconds count when criminals must be kept. Hundreds of radio cars patrol the city day and night, ready to drive to the scene of a crime. As these cars cruise slowly about, hour after hour, they require an economical gasoline. Then, when the alarm sounds, they require an emergency gasoline that they leap to top speed and go roaring to the rescue. Rio Grande tracked gasoline has met these requirements more efficiently than any other gasoline. And that's why it's specified exclusively for the police and emergency cars of Los Angeles, Oakland, Berkeley, Maricopa County, Arizona, and many other cities and counties. You'll find the secret of Rio Grande success revealed for the first time in the new double-sized edition of the Calling All Cars News. Get your free copy of this interesting publication wherever Rio Grande classic gasoline is sold. If you have boys or girls in your family, ask the Rio Grande attendant about the many new free gifts the G-Man and G-Detective outfit. But the biggest bargain of all of you... But the biggest bargain of all of Rio Grande stations is Sinclair Motor Oil. The motor oil and all the harmful petroleum got removed. A whole quart of concentrated, pure, guaranteed lubrication for only 25 cents and 30 cents in sealed cans. Calling all cars, attention all cars. Cancellation broadcast 116. Suspectionist case shot down in Men's Canyon. That's all. Rose and Crime story is located in the San Francisco Bay Area of Northern California. 
an aerial for the police or enthusiastic users of Rio Grande Quad gasoline. All the police and emergency cars of Oakland and the neighboring city of Berkeley use nothing but Rio Grande Quad gasoline. In Southern California, the largest law enforcement body in the West, the Los Angeles Police Department, used nothing but Rio Grande Crack gasoline. In Arizona, the largest county in the state is Maricopa, and every car operated by the county sheriff's office uses Rio Grande Crack gasoline. In fact, wherever calling all cars is heard, more police and emergency cars use Rio Grande Crack than any other brand. And all these thousands of emergency cars use exactly the same gasoline you get from your neighborhood Rio Grande dealer. At the same price you pay for ordinary gasoline, you can enjoy the extra pleasure of police car performance. Now it is our pleasure to present Chief.